Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Power Women in Insurance podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about women, mental and emotional health with Monica Adwani. She has a great insurance background, but more than that, she is really reaching on out to make a difference in the mental and emotional empowerment level for women and men all over the place. So we're really excited to have Monica on today. Hey, Monica, thanks for joining us. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me. So Monica, tell me a little bit about your background. Tell me a little about who you are. Um, now, I want to make sure that I do preface this, that you have a, a podcast out that is fabulous. It's uh, called, um, I'm so sorry, my brain just went completely <coughs> fried, transcend with M. And, um, and it is all about empowerment, helping people to kind of get over a lot of their stuff and find themselves in their amazingness. And I want to hear your story and get to know you better. So tell us a little bit about you. Well, a little bit about me. I started in insurance about 14 years ago, give it a take. Uh, um, I don't know, maybe a little less, a little more. I have no idea. <laughs> Problems, right? um, but I, I, I came to insurance by chance, just like most people. I just had moved here from Puerto Rico and I had a medical background, medical and management uh, background. And I started working in a lab here in Massachusetts and the lab um, moved to California. So I was like, I'm not moving to California. Right. <laughs> I just moved here. Right. <laughs> so, um, so quickly after that, um, I started, uh, you know, looking for positions and I found um, this intriguing position, which was within the Liberty Mutual Research Center. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means because where I grew up, I'm from Puerto Rico, insurance is not existent over there, at least when I was growing up. Now there is a little bit more presence in there, but I had no idea what insurance was. So I applied for the position. It was like a customer service management position within the research center. So because I had the medical kind of like make me a good applicant for it and I got the job. So that's where I was introduced to the insurance industry. And here we are today. I you know, I loved it. I fell in love knowing everything inside and out from, <laughs> you know, seeing cars doing drive training to seeing house burn on fire and all the trainings and teachings and whatnot, you know, how do you write a policy, how, how underwriters determine things. And um, it, was a, it was a fascinating world to me. Absolutely. And here we are today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 14 years later. I love it. I love it. So have you stayed more on the carrier side or do you generally, I know that you've worked, done some work with uh, sales team coaching and, and that as well on the agency side. Is that correct? Yeah. So it's kind of a half and half. I was, um, I was on the corporate side for five to six years. Um, and then I jumped into the agency side. So I've been on both for almost the same amount of time. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about, um, I know out of, I always say that out of the ashes always rises an amazing opportunity and experience. So tell us a little yeah. bit about your experiences that brought you where you are today and how that has empowered you to be able to have the voice that you have. Oh Lord. Okay. So, <laughs> um, so I am where I am today because of how I was raised. I was raised to never give up and I was raised uh, to be resilient. And I have to thank my, my parents and my family for that. Um, I guess, you know, coming from a whole different culture, when I moved here uh, to Mass, I, I really encounter a lot of roadblocks from, you know, language to, uh, um, you know, how, how, how did I operate? Because I am very, very intense. <laughs> and, um, you know, I guess I came to the right place because New England is a place where like, you know, we run on our sleep. Right. Um, but at the same time, you know, growing up into a new industry that I didn't know, coming into a place where I had no friends, no family, um, I guess my biggest huddle was um, trying to fit in, trying to find a place and try to, trying to showcase my value and my worth, right? Because I had, I had no background to show that other than a recommendation letter that was given to me by my prior employer. So, you know, I really had to put maybe extra 50% of work than most people because I couldn't, I, I didn't have references that will say, oh, you know, you should try Monica or, um, you know, you should give Monica a chance or anything, anybody that they can call to check on me because I had no one. So right. I always had to uh, put a little bit more uh, work than probably most people just because, um, you know, I, I came from, from, from nothing. Right. So um you know through through the years i think i kept you know advancing i i have to thank you know a lot of people that really encouraged me and believed in me and uh never gave up on me um and that supported me through all these years and i still you know thank them today um i guess during the past year it's where the transformation happened <laughs> Okay. And, uh, you know, during the past year uh, with my prior employer, I started feeling uh, more like an object than, you know, a, uh, a person. Um, and I started to lose myself into work. And I think that's a very, um, very dark place you should never go to, right? right. Like, uh, but right. a lot of us do because we're so busy all the time. And, you know, it got to the point that I had, I had no life at home mm -hmm. and I was bringing all my anxiety, all my, you know, all my work, everything home. And I will work, you know, 12, 14, 16 hour days. Wow. And we kept losing personnel, but we never kept replacing. So I kept taking and mm -hmm. taking and taking just because of my commitment and who I am as a person. I am, I am too committed and I cannot let it fail. 
So, you know, long story short, I guess um, there were a couple issues, uh, especially when the company got acquired and then uh, everything kind of started crumbling in front of my face. And when I went to have the conversation about where I wanted to go, um, it was met with, well, you're going to have to wait. That's not a possibility right now. Uh-huh. And that's when it hit me. That's when it hit me. I was like, I put a lot of work here. I, um, I deserve more. Mm-hmm. And when I asked for it, I was told I wasn't. And that I needed to wait, that it wasn't my turn yet. So that really uh, brought my entire world down. And I had to start looking for other options. And I was hard because um, I'm not a person that deals very well with disappointment, especially from people that I care so deeply about or things that I care so deeply about. So it took me a little bit. Um, you know, I made a decision to resign with no plans. <laughs> That's and, scary. Um, you know, the beauty of that was that because I have made a name for myself in the insurance industry, the moment I left, my phone started ringing and I already had plenty of conversations with people. So my next career path was an easy decision to make because I already knew what I wanted. I just needed to find the right candidate that gave me that opportunity. And that's where I am today. So I think, you know, if anything anyone can learn from that is that your opportunity will come if you have the courage to actually ask and actually take the step towards it and not because somebody told you no means that it's not for you you have to you know take the bull by the horns and just you know tame it and that's it Exactly. I think, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a saying that says that uh, no doesn't mean no, it just might mean not now or just not in this place. And I think sometimes we take that so personally that whenever Mm -hmm. we encounter that roadblock and we make it so much about us. And a lot of times it's not about us. One thing I know Mm -hmm. that I've learned over the course of the last few years in my lifetime, right? You know, over the course of time is that when people respond to things, they respond in, about them. They don't mm-hmm. respond typically about us. And right. so when we can, and I'm, I work really, really hard to remember that. There's a lot of times I have to just take a deep breath and say, this is about them. This is not about me. And yeah. even like, if I sit down with a difficult client, I had sat down last week with a difficult client and just yeah. was very aggressive. And when I walked yeah. out, I, I had to just take a moment and just say that meeting was about them. It was not about me and yeah. I didn't do anything to earn it or deserve it, you know? And, yeah. and I think sometimes we have to distance ourselves from the situation to be able to kind yeah. of take a look at that. Yeah. Sometimes it's just really important for you. You know, there is a say you're on the business and in the business, right? And sometimes you really have to stay, to take a step away from it and get another 180 foot view of what it's in store right and analyze you know you've done x to get y and have you been able to carry on from a to z and if the answer to all of that is yes then it's not the right place for you 
Right. So I think, you know, and sometimes we're very hard on ourselves. Like I was really hard on myself and it took me to a very dark place where like, I was like, you know, asking myself, Hey, are you really worth it? Like, are, do you really think you have the skills that you're saying that you have? Right. <laughs> and like, you start doubting yourself. And, you know, when I was going through all this, you know, my daughter was with me all the time, my husband, and it really hit me. Uh, my daughter had recorded a video. She was like in, I think she was like in second grade or first grade about mindset. And that video came back into my feed on Facebook. And I was like, oh my God, my eight year old is telling me exactly what I need to do. And, you know, it's, it's a, it's a transformation. It's a, it's a journey that you have to take. And it's a step that you have to really have the courage to get there. And, you know, like I mentioned, it was a big leap for me. It was definitely getting outside of my comfort zone, a hundred percent. I'm like, I, this is not me. I don't take risks like that. I am, I am a risk taker, but I'm in, in, in like moderate to low, yeah, not to a high. <laughs> and this was, this was like super high for me. Right. And because I was comfortable, I was comfortable, you know, what, what I was doing. I knew everything from the back of my head. And then I asked myself, are you prepared to really start over? Right. And, and the answer was like, well, you know, either you start over or you're not going to be here in a few months because you're going to get ill, sick or whatever. So, um, so yeah, I decided to, to start over and it was, it's been the best decision I've made in a long time. Yeah. Good, good. So what tools set you on that path? I know you said that that came up in your timeline for your daughter, maybe that she said something specifically in a video, but what, what really put you in that space? What maybe books or what resources have you utilized to help you? Cause I think when, yeah. when I first, and everybody knows on the podcast, I've mentioned it multiple times. My, 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 First husband and I were married for uh, 16 years, a wonderful, amazing man. And then I went through a divorce with him. I met my second husband, amazing man. We have a lot of family issues, lot, lot, lot. Our first episode actually of this was kind of all about that. And then we actually went through a divorce. My husband came to me one day and just said, I can't do this. You know, this is hurting your family, my family, us, you know, he's like, I love you 110%. And and I looked at him and I said, you'll be back. I said, I love you. You love me. You'll be back right now. It's just not our time, I guess. So I signed all the divorce papers. Yeah. We were divorced and, um, he came back and was like, Hey, what's up one day. And, um, and we reconnected and we are currently remarried for the last two years. So it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And we were able to take a distance from step back from a lot of our challenges. And we were able to yeah. see them from a different perspective because of the distance from being so involved in things that we were so attached to our own yeah. opinions about what was going on that we were not really yeah. able to see what was going on with the other person. And I think what I did was during that time, I, I found a different spiritual uh, foundation um, as far as just a, a group of people mm -hmm. that were much more mindfulness driven, that were much more meditation, taking steps back. And that helped me. And when we reunited, 
it was really interesting because I told them, I said, I'm not the same person anymore. And you, we need to kind of get to know each other. But I had, I had, I had delved so deep into so many different resources to take those steps that then he needed a little bit of time to kind of figure those things out too. And it's been amazing. But what helped you in that journey? Because when people used to say, step back from the situation, I'd be like, I don't even know what that's about. What does that mean? What does that mean? I am so upset right now. You don't even, did you not hear what this person just said to me? You know, and I would be like, I don't think you know what you're talking about. So for all the people out there listening, how would you describe your journey to figure out, even with the basics of the concept of being able to step back and work on yourself rather than being so involved, what would that even look like? Well, it definitely involved taking some time off. So before I even started working again, um, I took a month off nice. um, to be able to put, you know, my head and my, my mind and my home back together. Right. So the first step was just to actually uh, prioritize, you know, make a, I, I'm a huge list maker so you know what are my priorities you know my my first priority is my daughter my second priority is my husband and my home and then it's you know and you know my my relationship with god is another one and then my relationship with my family so at no moment in time there were material things involved um and then it just was analyzing where am I with all these, with all these things and all these people that are important to me? And um, the second step was to start calling and start having conversations with these people, having conversations with my daughter, spending more time with her, calling my friends that I haven't talked to in a long time, um, my family, establishing a routine like when do I talk to my mom? Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, and then uh, so th- that was that was one. It was just making the list and reconnecting. That was mm-hmm. one. Um, the second is you know who do you want to surround yourself with moving forward? And that I needed to find like a network of people that I didn't know that I needed to learn from. So. I found this amazing group that I'm part of right now, and it's led by Sarah Bradshaw, and it is amazing. Uh, they're women in insurance, uh, and they are all around the United States, and we have an amazing group going. We meet every month, um, and that has been life-changing for me because uh, they provide value to me, and I provide value to them, and it's like a group of new friends. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then the third is that I needed to take time for myself and I actually took a trip, uh, in the middle of the pandemic, I went to Texas and my best friend, she's a social worker. So she could, she could work with my mind. And, um, I took about, I think it was four or five days that we went there. Um, no TV, no technology. I mean, we did have our phones, but we made it a point to not, because I have my daughter, I have to check in, but we made it a point that we compromised that during our trip, we were just going to talk, go through nature and reconnect with ourselves. And that's what we did. Um, we kind of put 
ourselves in order and just, you know, made a commitment um, to myself that this is, this is what you want to be moving forward. And it was just a matter of digging deeply on what that really meant. And I didn't know what that meant. And I'm still figuring out what that means. Uh, but what I did um, came to the conclusion is that I will never go down that path again. And I always have to put myself and my family first. Um, and that's what it's important to me. Mm-hmm. And that I needed to help other people not to go through the same things that I went through. So, uh, and that's how Transcend with M was born. It was born from that trip. It was born from that soul searching. Um, and it's just here to try to empower other women. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. So what? So those were my those were my tools. So I know that you said that now you found a really great place for you to really connect and work. So Mm -hmm. I mean, um, I don't know if you've ever. I I I had this great book um, called the uh, Breakthrough Factor by John D. Martini. Have you ever heard of John D. Martini? And he writes in, um, and I have a journal somewhere around here from a couple years ago when I went through a big crisis (laughs) in my life that I just talked about, and. and I went through the breakthrough experience and I did the book. I didn't actually go to the conference. He has a conference around it, but I did the book. And the book actually says okay. to write down 200 ways that blank benefited your life. And, um, and what it does is it forces us to be able to see something in a positive light. Because if 200 things come from something that might have been hard or difficult or struggle for mm-hmm. us, then the reality is, is that then we see, okay, well, then it was worth it, right? Like we might sit back and mm-hmm. say, oh, you know, riding a bike might have been hard or something that we did might have been hard and falling off and skinning our knees was really hard when we were a kid. But now maybe if getting out on a bike and that's our outlet for being able to, to exercise or to be able to have time away from all the other stuff, then that would be totally worth it. Now I'm not a bike rider, but if that was something that was beneficial, then that would be great. You know, um, Mm -hmm. it's taking those things that cause a strife and struggle and taking them and really focusing on the positive outcomes, which we don't see when we're in, we can't see when we're in, we can't see that end result and we can't see Mm -hmm. all of the end results because a lot of times we don't even know them Right. So we're further down the road. Right. And I think things like that are so important to be able to focus on the gratitude and the positivity that comes out of situations so that that way, whenever I'm in another situation, I can sit back and think, no, this other one was really good. Certainly this one has some value somewhere at some time. It's a choice, right? Like you, you, you choose to either complain about it or to find a solution about it. And that's kind of one of the things that I've learned. Like 
either are you going to continue to complain about it or are you going to do something about it and live with the consequences of it because you never know like you might think that you're making the best decision and might might result that it's not but the positive on that is that you tried and that you took the leap and that you had the courage to do it and if you fail you fail fine but you learn something about it you know yeah. so it is a matter of choice you either choose to stay in that negative place and just that negative mentality or you choose the opposite and i mean staying positive and and, and having a, a positive mindset doesn't mean that you're not gonna have, have problems everybody right. has problems everybody yep. has challenges but it's just the way that you approach that challenge and not let it beat you down because we're all worthy and mm -hmm. we all have our own you know set of skills and things to share with the world and you succeed on your own terms yeah. like success doesn't look or mean the same for everyone so you know if your success is that you want to be able to have dinner at 7 p.m every day with your family then that's great let's do it you know so it's just a matter of how how you look at it and yeah. and the decisions that you make in order to you know support that positivism on your head it's it's, right. it's all about choices it is and it's the choice to not let our minds go down i think a rabbit hole too because we can get all right. you know and and i find that it sends me backwards you know and all of a sudden i'm back in the crud yeah. and i'm back in the anxiety and i'm back in the the lifelessness the the non-joy space whereas if i go nope you know kind of like that whole like put your hand over your eyes put your hand over your ears you know no 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 sometimes and it's hard to do that when it's your brain it's hard to do that it's, when it's your spirit a great, a great example is like you know marketing right it's like ooh, social media is so big right now right, right. and then all you hear in meetings is like oh but we don't have i'm just picking up an example a thousand followers and i was like but look at the positive you have 10 more that you didn't have a month ago so yeah. it's just all about you know and it's i have i like i mentioned i have my nine-year-old and she is as positive as they can come but sometimes she is on her black belt um program at taekwondo and she's been trying to get her new stripe in order to test for the new belt for four months. Okay. So the other day, she was so frustrated and she's like, I quit. I don't want to do this anymore. And blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, honey, but you're just like few, like few steps away from like yeah. getting there. And she's like, I just don't know why I can't do it. And I was like, are you listening to the instructor and she's like well he said that i just need to do this and i was like well let's have you practiced no okay <laughs> so I'm how did you there. pretend to get there and um you know she, i was like just try it practice it all week and when you go to test again let's see how it goes so now she she corrected most of it and she's just one little thing that she needs to fix because it has to be perfect right and um and she came all positive yesterday she's like mom i think i'm gonna get my stripe tomorrow before christmas i want right. to do this before christmas so 
So it's all about our outlook, right? And our our own um, mindset and just making sure that if you feel that you're going through that rabbit hole, that you have someone to pull you out or that you can identify that and pull you out. Like writing down things like you mentioned, like the journal, it's really, it's really good. Writing lists, I think it's really good too. Um, listening, if you have a partner at home, sometimes they're right, even though we don't want to accept oh, it. My husband, oh my word, don't ever, I don't ever want to tell him he's right. What are you talking about? That'll give him more ammo. No, I'm just kidding. He's right yeah. a lot. Like you my know? husband is like, I told you so. I've been telling you this for five years. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. I always tell him whatever. I never heard it. Whatever. I didn't, I don't even know what you're talking about. You know, and he just yeah. sits back and he's like, yeah, okay, whatever. He's like, yeah, well, I great, understand. Yeah. They're a great resource too. So... <laughs> And sometimes That's they give us that step back type situation because they're not in the middle of whatever we're in the middle of, you know, they're not, mm -hmm. us, you know, and I know sometimes my husband will say something and I'm like, Oh, yeah, that's true. I did. I did kind of like not put maybe as much effort into that. And maybe I do kind of want this to magically appear and be some magical success that I didn't put any work yeah. into. And maybe I am kind of being a baby, but <laughs> he doesn't say that I'm being a baby. I'm the one who's like, yeah, you know, but there are times, you know, that he'll sit back and he'll say, um, do you think maybe you need to step back from the situation a little bit? And I'll be like, oh, yeah. maybe, maybe. And it just, it teaches <laughs> me that maybe I'm a little bit too worked up about this, you know? And then, you know, you, sometimes you just need to chill. Sometimes you just need to meditate, go off on your own space and, you know, get a grip, right? I mean, you know, we need yeah, to... No, so I, I'm a true believer. I'm a hothead. I can tell you that much. Like I, when I'm in a situation... I'm like, I go at it because if I know I'm right, just be careful because I'm coming for you. Yep. Uh, but I've learned to listen more and talk less when I'm upset mm -hmm. just because, um, you know, I have to see things from all angles, right? And everybody, right. And everybody feels they're right uh, until everybody comes back to the discussion. Right? Until we so, prove that they're wrong, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 100%. I'm always right. <laughs> you just have to convince them that they're wrong, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's, you know, it's, 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 it's true. Um, sometimes we just need to, like, step back and just, you know, relax for a little, think the situation from others' perspectives and just come back and have a more, you know, grand discussion of what, what was that thing that really uh, made you have the reaction that you had and how how can you solve it? Because the, the most important point of all of this is moving forward, right? Like sometimes because we're put down, then we just keep beating ourselves down more and more and more where we can, we're, you know, where we need to do the opposite. We have to actually dig ourselves up. Yep. So um, we, we need to stop being too hard on ourselves, I feel, um, okay. just because of all the pressures that not only we, we, we have a home, but also, you know, has a society. Um, I think we tend to be, absolutely. We, we tend to be, yeah, we tend to be a lot harder on ourselves than most people. You know, one and thing that, that can be, but it was just that can be a little dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. 110%. I was just sitting here thinking, I know now that my kids are older, one of the things that I, cause my kids are 27 and 22. One of the things that I have found is that as my son, especially was turning 18, 19, 20, 
I gauged my success as a parent based on what he was doing at that moment, not Mm -hmm. his character, not who he was, but maybe even like maybe some, you know, if I felt like he posted something crazy on social media or if uh, he was not working or in a job that I felt like he needed to be working in, or if he wasn't necessarily doing what I felt like he needed to do educationally, that somehow it was like some really big reflection on me as, Mm -hmm. as a parent and as a woman. And, you know, I think we take that type of situation in with so many other things, our career, our marriage, Mm -hmm. um, our, our friendships that we attach ourselves so completely to these identifying factors in our lives, yeah. like what we do for a living, you know, maybe, oh, my son's a Eagle Scout or my son's a, you know, an engineer, he's a doctor or whatever, you know. And the reality is, is that we make those things our identity. And then all of a sudden, yeah. when we don't have them, or like you mentioned, if we go through a crisis of identity, with those spaces, either with our career or with our children or with our marriages or with our friendships, that all of a sudden we sit back and we take it so personally and we think, well, I'm not good enough. Well, it's not about us. It's about the other person's journey to be able to do and be and say and, and, or the other situation's journey. Like maybe that, maybe that business had a transition that they had to go through and learn business, learn lessons that they needed to learn in whatever way. And, you know, um, I just really think that sometimes we need to take into consideration that we need to step down our identifying factors of who we are and not have them be so external. Um, I have an amazing sister who is fabulous and she's a nurse and um, she doesn't listen to my podcast. That's why I say this, Um, but (laughs) she, she is amazing. She is so fabulous, but unfortunately she got hurt on the job. So she's been disabled for a little while. So, I mean, if, 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 if she's not a nurse, then I think that there's a really big identifying factor to that, mm-hmm. that we've talked about, well, you know, what, what, what else would you like to do? She's like, well, I don't want to do anything else. I'm a nurse. And yeah. I'm like, I agree, but what else could you do? You have a great education. You have a great personality. You're such an amazing, magnanimous person, you know, and yeah. she's like, no, I'm a nurse. And I think that's fine, but it's taken her a long time to kind of get out of that mentality. And I think yeah. we all have those things that we're so attached to mentally and emotionally that, you know, we need to make sure we have that little figurine in our office or whatever that we identify that this is who we are. Yeah. And I think by stepping back, like we're talking about, like you talked about taking time for yourself, listening to what you want, what you need, who you are, your soul song we can realize that those things are a part of our life, but they're not an identifying factor in our life. And I think it helps us to move through some of that a lot easier. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the detriments of this, this current era that we're living in um, is social media, right? Like it's, it's very helpful, very helpful if you use it correctly, but it's so harmful at the same time because everything is a competition mm-hmm. and we based our you know like the factors that you're saying we, we base them on others rather right. than on ourselves so that's a big learning curve because as a society especially the ones that are growing up now they are being raised in a comparison type of you know society where i think you know, most of these issues of identity crisis happen because we are not really in sync with ourselves, with always believing 
um, to meet somebody else's standards and not on our own. That's the same when we're growing up. When we grow up, we want to appeal to our parents because we don't want to disappoint them. So comes your 20s, late 20s, we have our crisis at mid-20s because, oh, I went to school for that and I, that's not what I really <laughs> wanted to do. Or totally different. Um, my parents put me in this career because it's a family business, but I hate it. Or there is always something, right? There yeah. is always something. Like I, I pursue medical because my mom was a pharmacist. I have uncles that were doctors. And I hated the ICD-9 book. I'm like, I cannot like learn this thing every two years. Right. Like, it's crazy. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, it, it is it's always, um, we, we grew up learning that we need to comply with other people's expectations. Mm -hmm. When in reality, we should be complying with our own expectations and it will be a lot easier. Um, but I don't think we can get there anytime, like soon. It's, like you said at the beginning, it's a journey. Yes. It's, it's a whole journey. And I think, you know, um, it is, it is the beauty of life, right? Like you, you grow up and you change the person that you were at 20 is not the person that you're at 30 is not the person that you're at 40, not 60, not 70. It's, it's a, it's a never ending journey. But I think the most important thing is just to know that whatever it is that you encounter through your entire lifetime, that it is, it is meant to be. And if you find yourself in a, in a situation where you feel uncomfortable, take the step. Because if you don't take that step, you will never know what's out there for you. Mm. So that's, that, I think that's the most powerful thing that I've learned through all this journey in the past like six months. It's that if you feel uncomfortable, do not step back, step mm -hmm. forward. Because like that. that's, that's the most beautiful thing that you can do. And it might hurt and it might, it, it might bring you, it might bring you disappointment. And at the same time, will bring you joy, will bring you satisfaction. And as you can tell yourself, hey, you tried, high five. You know, like, let's go, let's do this. Um, and I think we all owe it to ourselves. I like that. I like that. I think we do owe it to ourselves. I agree. It's the only way that we can be truly free to be able to achieve yeah. the things that we want and not yeah. be, a, you know, in bondage from other stuff. Right. Right. Well, Monica, your podcast is Transcend with M. How would people be able to find that? Because I just know that it is such a joy talking to you today and i'm excited <laughs> for other people to come and find your podcast as well how can people find you so um they can find me in any platform like spotify apple Cat, apple podcast um you can also find me on instagram on transcend with m um linkedin monica Duani, facebook uh monica Duani transcend with m as well uh, so I'm on all platforms. I, I don't post consistently every single day, but I do try to do it weekly and, you know, to support, you know, as many women insurance industry, everything we can, just because it's just a matter of getting the message out there, helping people. This is not for personal gain. This is nothing like that. Um, we just want to help and make sure that others are being fed 
with information, right? That that's the goal. So yeah, that's where they can find me. And if anyone wants to have a conversation, I don't charge. Just <laughs> pick up yeah. the phone and call. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Well, everybody, this is Monica Edwani and you guys can find her, like she said, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all over the place with the amazing podcast, Transcend with M. And we are, of course, the Power Women in Insurance podcast. We post new episodes every single Wednesday. So make sure that you tune in, you subscribe, because we are making differences in the insurance space, empowering women today, tomorrow, and for the future of the industry moving forward. So everybody, thanks so much for listening today. Make sure you do subscribe, and we will talk to you guys soon.